Listening to Thematics presented by UnleashedStrengths.com, the only show that embraces your addiction to strengths. Oh yeah, how's it going, everybody? This is Andy Sokolovich from UnleashedStrengths.com. I love that intro music; it always gets me kind of going up here in the morning. So, again, my name Andy Sokolovich. I am a Gallup certified strength coach and the owner of a coaching practice nestled right here in the small Midwest town of Clinton, Iowa. Unleash Strengths. I am a coach for hire, working with organizations to enhance employee engagement, boost recognition, and increase overall job satisfaction. If you are interested in enlisting the skills of a strengths coach or are looking for a speaker for your next workshop, conference, or seminar, consider giving me a call, 815-441-2219, or emailing me, Andy, at UnleashStrengths.com. Thematics is a podcast series designed to highlight the massive impact the Clifton Strengths Finder Assessment has had on now over 12 million people. It's our belief that the best way to promote its effectiveness and proven results is to interview those who've experienced the power of strengths-based development firsthand. Our guest today is intimately aware of her strengths and wants nothing more than to share her story in an effort to help others just like you succeed. For more information or to schedule an interview for yourself, that's right, you too can be on Thematics. Again, email me, Andy, at UnleashStrengths.com. Social media, hit us up, facebook.com forward slash UnleashStrengths, Twitter at UnleashCSF. You can subscribe to our RSS feed and our podcast on iTunes by clicking on those sweet links on the top right-hand corner of our website at UnleashStrengths.com. Remember, if you do listen to us via iTunes, we ask that you please give us a positive review. It really helps our show grow. You can also submit your questions via a cool little widget we have on website, UnleashStrengths.com. On the right-hand side, there's a red button that says submit a question. Go ahead and click on that. Use your microphone via your computer and leave me a message. I will make sure that that message is played on the air during thematics. And all three of us, Grace, myself, and our guests will be sure to answer your question. Speaking of Grace, my co-host is the one, the only lovely Grace LeConte. She is the owner of LeConte Consulting. You can find more information about Grace at LeConteConsulting.com. That's L-A-C-O-N-T-E Consulting.com. And Grace works hard to provide strengths-based training to management teams and groups. Grace, what's going on? Hello, Andy. I'm doing great today. Good. I got working internet. (laughs) Yeah. Tell us what happened to your router. Uh, yeah, it melted. <laughs> melted. I'm in the Portland area, and we've had record hot summer in the hundreds. Um, and uh, everybody I know has had internet problems. And I finally found out that routers can melt. Wow. There are internal issues when it gets too hot. That's so, so weird, because if I ever started a heavy metal band, I was going to name it Melt Melted Router. Melted Router. That was going to be the name. So it's crazy. I would how probably listen for a bit, just <laughs> out of curiosity. Yeah, I may have to do that. So Grace, as always, you and I could talk forever. But to Today's show is not about us. Would you like to go ahead and introduce our guest? I would love to. So our guest today is a friend of mine from Minnesota, which is two states ago where I used to live. Um, An amazing place full of lakes and positive people for the most part. Um, Nancy Zugswert is a wonderful friend of mine and she has an infectious uh, personality and smile that I'm just so glad to have on this show. So Nancy, would you mind introducing your top five strengths for us? I'd be happy to. My top strengths are woo, communication, activator, positivity, and ideation. That is awesome. I happen to have all five of those in my top 10, Nancy. Oh my goodness. No wonder we got along so well. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) 
Well, Nancy, you and I share woo communication and ideation. I love, I love your, how many people have I met that have had woo first? I think only like one or two. Mm. So I'm always interested, especially on a podcast, to interview somebody who has woo and com- communication really high up there. So Nancy, what do you do? What's uh, What occupies your time during the day? I know you have a new website out. Tell us a little bit about that blog. Yep. My brand new endeavor is a new blog that I started literally just last week. It's called theupside.com. It's a blog that I'm just blogging about personal stuff. My tagline is fresh perspectives and practical positivity. And I just want to have people think about ordinary things in new ways, things that happen at home, things that happen in relationships or at work. And uh, I'm just kind of going where the spirit leads me right now and the things that I've been writing and seeing what uh, hits people in their hearts or between the eyeballs. And I'm really enjoying it so far. Yeah, I always applaud anybody who's willing to kind of share their thoughts, their genius, their ideas via the World Wide Web, because it's a very revealing process to get out there and, and actually take something that you have rattling around in your brain, put it out in a text format and submit it via a website as a blog post. And I always applaud people who do that because it's, it's amazing the impact you can make on such a broad scale. Yeah, Nancy, would you mind sharing just briefly your journey to coming up with this concept of having a blog for the world to read? I know that you've written for, you've been a writer for years, right? Right. And that's, that's my other, my day job is as a communication specialist uh, in the marketing and communications office at a small Christian university here in the St. Paul. And I really started probably when about uh, going on two years ago now when I turned 50, you know, those things happen, you get those milestones and it's like, wow, what does the rest of my life look? like. And um, I just had a strong sense that I had been putting a lot of uh, dreams on the shelf and a lot of mm, kind of personal uh, strengths really sidelined just because I was so in the habit of living the life I had. Um, I have four. I have a wonderful, wonderful husband named Jim. We call him Jimmy Z. And I have four sons, uh, ages 24 down to 14. One's moved out of the house, lives in Chicago. One is getting married at the end of the summer. And then I have two still at home full time who are waning down their childhood years as well. And so it it was just a, a season where I said, you know what, I write all day and that's one of my strengths, but I speak too. And so this really started oddly in a greater strength last summer when I joined and signed up for a National Speakers Association uh, Speakers Academy that took place in the fall. And on the way to that, they said, you should also think of different platforms that you want to, you know, expose you to the world, so to speak. And uh, I've had friends along the years say, oh, Nancy, you should blog. You should blog. I'd say something in response to something they were going through. Oh, you should blog. I'm like, I don't know. I think I told you that too. (laughs) I was like, Nancy, write this down and blog. (laughs) What what do I blog about? I just, you know, I speak from the heart and then I forget what I said, you know. So it's just... So anyway, the long story short, my son, the one, my son in Chicago, Kevin, uh, gave me a ticket last fall to the Minnesota Bloggers Conference. And I thought, well, okay, let's go. And I went on my own, didn't think I'd know anybody there, found a friend that I knew that was so reassuring. And even woos can be intimidated when you're going into a situation where you feel like you don't belong. Mm. And uh, so I got a lot of great ideas that day. And I started being courageous enough to say to people, I'm going to start a blog. I'm going to start a blog. And so that was my rhetoric for several months. And then January came. I'm like, okay, I'm starting a blog in 2015. And then I started to say like late spring. And I would do things along the way that I knew were part of it. But I wasn't sure 
the order of things. And I got a little bogged down in the middle of the spring with all the details. Had a great conversation with the guy that I met at a Toastmasters convention. And he said, it sounds like you're getting really wrapped up in the how. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you're right. I have to think of the why. Mm -hmm. And so that reshifted my thinking. And then it was just the how was still logistical things. But um, what really got kind of got me off the dime then was a friend of mine is in charge of the creative mornings gatherings in the Minneapolis area. And they started this thing called the 30 second pitch. And she wanted me to come and you give 30 seconds to this group of creative people to ask them for ideas or input or sell them something. And so I decided to use it as an opportunity to ask for ideas to launch the blog. And it felt really strongly that in order to stand there, I had to give a date. Mm -hmm. And so for that event, I randomly said, I'm starting my blog on July 15th. And then that gave the energy of a deadline, which I always work best with. Mm -hmm. And so last week on July 15th, my blog launched. That's awesome. Mm. Good job yeah. for sticking with it and working through the, the nervousness of the how. Yeah. Fantastic. That, I had a lot of great people come alongside me. I got found, linked up with a great designer. And the whole story of it is on the blog, so you can read yes. about that. Mm. Yeah, we'll really have to that. check that out. And it's theupside.com. Um, and it, so, yes, I'm proud of you for starting that blog because I think that's an amazing milestone that you're going to look back on. And a blog is never ending in its growth. It always just continues to mature and mature. And uh, I think anybody that's got something to say, start a blog. So very cool. And I love the, my next question is going to be who introduced you to StrengthsFinder and why? How'd that come into play? But I think you can answer this question too, kind of as a sub question, identifying your top five with woo and communication in there. Did blogging seem like that it would come naturally to you? The introduction to strengths came uh, about, I guess it was around 2008. So several years ago now, uh, at my organization that I work for, they've adopted uh, strengths and use it throughout the organization and regularly train people. And our team was one of the early adopters. Uh, we got to have a special training session by a consultant such as yourselves. And uh, so we did the strengths inventory and then we had a special day away at a hotel or something where we got to go through the training. And I have to tell you that I'm going to get emotional here. It was like someone revealed to me freshly who God created me to be. And it was in a season of my life where I had been suppressing some of my greatest strengths. Uh, some of it was in response, I mean, in all honesty, and I think I can say this and be okay with them listening to having teenage sons yeah. <laughs> who their communication style, because I didn't have any woos at that stage, uh, is not typically really high enthusiasm, love the, the upbeat <laughs> mom in the morning. Um, and you, know, you just get the sense that everything I do and everything I am annoys these people. And so without knowing it, I think I just tried to tone it down a little. And, and sometimes I'd had situations at work where I'd literally been told, you know, we don't really need ideation here. We're going to go on and do this. I was like, okay, well, I guess I have too many ideas. So I got to back off that. And, um, and so this, process for me was a watershed experience of saying, guess what? That's who I am, isn't it? And won't I be a lot happier in life if I decide to live in line with the way my creator created me to be rather than try to be someone else for someone else? And that really was the beginning of what's been a very several years process now of 
embracing much more my natural wiring. So it's really been a joy. And the second question you asked was, did I think this would align with starting a blog? And I'd say yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm not afraid of uh, attention. <laughs> I'm not afraid of putting myself out there. I'm not at all afraid of being embarrassed because I'm really masterful at embarrassing myself and always have been. <laughs> and so, um, I, you know, what what is there to lose other than the really ridiculous, I watch too many crime show dramas about, you know, people lurking out there and now right. knowing me publicly. So um, <laughs> there's there really wasn't any risk that I felt. Yeah, I love how you're all of your top five are applied in this blog because it's not just the way that you communicate and you reach people, but it's also that you're you're getting them to take action to be positive. And then you come up with ideas for how that can happen. It's just a beautiful way that you can kind of be everything that you are through this medium. And I think it's going to mm. keep growing and affecting people. I think that, like Andy said, this this is definitely something that makes sense with uh, who I know you. <laughs> I know who you are and I know how much you love to share just positive um, life experiences. So this is a great medium for that. Yeah, I think so. So Nancy, when you speak with other people, I mean, I went to your website and there's a list of things that you speak on. Do you often integrate your kind of strengths journey or your story um, into those presentations? Oh, that's a great question. My speaking right now, uh, I used to be a full-time trainer. So I have that in my, my past. And the speaking I'm doing right now is more like speaking I'm planning on doing. And so uh, my most regular speaking is uh, at my Toastmasters meetings each week. Mm -hmm. And I would say definitely I integrate the the essence of who I am and my strengths into that. I haven't yet really developed a talk where strengths are part of it. Although my blog post today, I did bring strengths into my uh, one that I just yeah. posted today. So that was kind of fun. So is that, that's the short answer to your question. I don't a lot because I don't speak a lot, but I probably will when I do. Well, you've already in the 34 minutes and four seconds that we've been talking, uh, you've inspired me because tomorrow I'm being interviewed on another podcast and I was asked to basically discuss some, uh, some key topics around podcasting, but I really want to integrate strengths and talents into how that individual talents can affect somebody's podcast. So like one of the reasons that I reached out to Grace Lacanti is because Grace is not my carbon copy. She's very, very good at areas where I am very, very weak. <laughs> or my lesser talents. Hi, so we, Andy. I know. So we really balance each other out. And I think that's imperative moving forward. If you ever form any kind of strategic partnership around blogging or podcasting, or you're ever taking on a, on a dual role, to make sure that you investigate the talents of others that you're bringing on because you don't want a room full of Andy's or Grace doesn't want to be in a room full of Grace's and Nancy oh doesn't want to be in a room no. full of Nancy's. <laughs> be awful. <laughs> so I think that's important. But this short conversation that we had now has inspired me to kind of maybe weave that into my communication to, for tomorrow. So yeah, I was going to ask Nancy, we met uh, when I was living in the Woodbury area, Maplewood, that really nice area on the east side of St. Paul. Yeah. Um, and I remember talking to you at a party. Uh, do you remember that when we were, we were talking about strengths and the challenge of being a mom and trying to work and balancing everything? What stuck with me was a statement that you made about how when you're working in your strengths, you feel more like yourself, like you feel like a, a truly happy person. And I, it, it really hit me when you were telling me that because I wasn't able to use all of my strengths at that time. I had to really rev up the ones from the bottom of my list in order to do my job as a, mm. a director at a healthcare facility. And it was very hard for me. So that was so encouraging that you just kind of gave me the 
it gave me the permission almost to look for ways to develop my strengths in a way that I could be more of myself in my environment rather than trying to be someone with context and deliberative and restorative. It, honestly, problem solving was my main task every single day and it wears me out. You yeah. know, being a restorative, no, I'm not restorative, that's my number 30, 32 <laughs> on my list. So it was so hard for me to um, try to solve problems every day when I wanted to think of ideas in the future and, and um, activate people and reach goals. And so anyway, that really gave me the permission, I think, when you shared that with me. Have you, have you been able to share that with other people? I think I have in, in casual conversations. You know, certainly on my work team, we speak strengths quite a bit. And it's been such a delight. I, ha- I work uh, most closely with two individuals on a team of 10 people. And we'll just, you know, look at each other and say, hmm, there's your restorative again. Or, you know, I'll say your responsibility is <laughs> a little too strong here. You might want to back off and not back off because she's bugging me, but backing off because I see the burden it is mm-hmm. on her. And mm-hmm. uh, we know that uh, when I, we have a boss who's a wonderful includer and we've become really good at going, if we're having a side meeting because we functionally think it really doesn't need to involve all of us, we still tell her about it so that she can know that it's going on and then decide to opt in or <laughs> opt out and, and to have that kind of respect of one another's strengths. Um, I certainly believe and hope that the my expanded platform with the blog, as well as my uh, future speaking opportunities will give me chances to share the story more because it is powerful and it has been for me. So Nancy, walk us through that moment. So you're sitting there, you're taking this assessment, you're going through, it's 177 questions, you got 20 seconds to answer each one. You're thinking to yourself, what's the results going to be? And then all of a sudden at the end, you receive your theme insights report and it has your top five listed on it. Tell us kind of how you felt, maybe reveal some emotion as you were kind of reading through those top five and, and going through those brief descriptions. You're asking me to remember something that happened seven years ago. (laughs) Um, let's see it was a spiritual moment it was just looking at this list going I essentially agree with everything that this says Mm -hmm. and when I read the composite report that uh, combined not only those strengths generally I mean it was really interesting reading the difference between how they describe it in the book Mm -hmm. and then how they describe it in your report Mm -hmm. because you get that that customization level that factors in the degree to which you did things and um, the only thing that I think I wondered about a little bit was activator and I remember reading that it says sometimes people get activator because they answer the questions fast which I do I mean I was done with it and no time. Um, as I've gone over the years, I don't think it was just because I answered the questions oh, fast. I know that it wasn't Nancy. <laughs> I know you. Uh, just when when we went through different uh, activities with the church we, that I was attending, you were able to in- inspire people to take action in so many ways that I don't even think you're aware of. It was amazing. Like when there was an opportunity and people were just kind of sitting around, there was there you were. You know, like this is this needs done, or this is something you could be part. Of. I just remember you taught me a lot about how to be a good activator because before I was kind of more of a devil's advocate. I would try to get under people's skin to push them. And mm-hmm. my son, who has deliberative, hates that, <laughs> hates being pushed <laughs> and pulled and dragged into things. But I watched you come out with this, with the positivity that you have also. I mean, it, I think activator makes a lot of sense. It just means that you, you are able to create change, you're able to inspire people to move. So it doesn't mean that you have to push or pull necessarily, right? Have you have you learned that as time has gone on? 
it actually well, I, looks different than maybe you thought it did? I, I think so. And I, I also think of it as it's like, you know, God's little grace to me because <laughs> if I had those things without activator, I'd be like one of those, oh, she's got great ideas, but she never gets anything done. <laughs> and um, by having that even kind of like anchored in the middle of the list, I think it allows me to have have good ideas, but also have the ability to put those into action. And as you said, um, when I have the opportunity to inspire others to to bring them along as well. So yeah. it, it is it is definitely something that I have embraced and belongs on the list. So. That's fantastic. What I like about the activator strength is that it's an influencing strength, but it's um, it's the it's one of the ones that causes things to happen. Even though it's not an executing, getting things done strength, it causes people to want to get things done. So I find that it's just a really incredible strength. It can also be kind of annoying to people with uh, deliberative and restorative and discipline, like my husband, who has all three. <laughs> but, uh, talking about that, Nancy, did your husband, Jim, take the StrengthsFinder assessment? He did, and I'm ashamed to tell you that the only one I typically remember, I th- well, I think I remember he has belief at the top, oh, and I'm pretty yes. sure he has learner, yes. and um, I have not rec- memorized the rest, so now I'm motivated <laughs> to go and do that. that kind of makes <laughs> I'll sense. have to send them to you. <laughs> Great. Yeah, I would love to hear that. I just uh, We've found on our show that when family members take this assessment, too, it can help to bring out so many different layers in how we communicate. And Andy, you and I have talked about our relationships before right with family members and even close friends it's a way to finally talk oh that's i can see that strength coming out or and i think (laughs) this is why we're disagreeing as nancy referenced in the workplace i mean really when Mm -hmm. when you have a whole team who becomes strengths where it kind of gives you a sense of approval to let others know maybe when their talent is becoming too dominant or asking their help because you know they have a certain talent. You could not, before the strengths verbiage was kind of injected into the into a workplace, you can't really do that without fear of somebody having their feelings hurt or maybe feeling like they were being pushed. But now as everybody knows their top five, that's an open communication tool. It really lubricates the communication process. When you can draw somebody in, you can say, hey, you know, I, I, I know you love to communicate and you're really, really great at it, but we got to start moving. Like we can't communicate anymore. We got to actually start implementing things. Uh, or I know you're great at your woo, but you got to throttle back a little bit because people are getting a little freaked out by maybe your not aggressive personality, but willingness to just kind of go up and be like, "Hey, I'm Andy," and stick your hand out and shake it. You know, and that. <laughs> I usually say I'm Nancy, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope you didn't say Andy. That would make things awkward. Uh, but so it's really, and I know here in the Chamber of Commerce where my office is, it's become you know it's become part of their culture. And we all identify with each other's talents and we all leverage each other's talents and strengths, but we're all really quick to, to identify maybe when somebody's kind of uh, needs to let off the gas a little bit. It's so much more descriptive to yeah. say, this. I see this strength in you, but it's making other people you know, feel uncomfortable because this strength has this effect on others. I mean, Nancy, you mentioned that like you can actually help people with the strength like includer by going an extra step and allowing them to feel that strength is acknowledged, right? That's fascinating. I absolutely love the idea. I I think that there's two things that I've seen over the years, and not just with strengths. Years ago, I was certified as a DISC, 
trainer and I remember some pivotal things I learned that totally apply whether you're talking about strengths or Myers-Briggs or the DISC, any of those inventories that seem to reveal who we are. There's people who resist that. I have them in my own family. Like, I don't want to be pigeonholed. I want. I don't want to be put in a box. I don't want someone to tell me who I am. And I think you can always say, you know what, you don't have to. If you take the tool and it doesn't resonate with you, it hasn't perhaps led you to a truth that you either, maybe it didn't assess you right, or maybe it isn't true for you. And then you don't have, you don't have to own it. Um, so the pigeonhole fear. But the other thing that people do that's wrong, I think, with these tools is that they they use it as a tool, almost like a weapon, like, hey, I'm a woo. I can laugh right now if I want to. Yeah. And um, Or he's like, well, I'm a deliberative. I need to think five more days before I can give you a decision. <laughs> and and the reality is, is that we, the, the best blessing to me of knowing my strengths and really being strong in my core understanding and then taking the time to learn about what the other strengths mean and the strengths of people around me. And yes, I'm sorry, I don't know my husband's. Um, but uh, <laughs> I have, I have a new wife induced guilt by that question. So I'm dealing with it though. That was not meant to be that way. <laughs> no, I know. I know. That's my choice. Um, but anyway, but to uh, the, the term that we use with disc was to be style versatile. And so to choose to be strength versatile so that in any situation I can take my own strengths and kind of raise them and lower them as it seems most fitting for the dynamic of the individual I'm with or the group that I'm with. And when you have multiple people doing that, it is so cool. And you always have the opportunity to lead by example. Um, One of the things I know I'll talk a lot about in my blog is like, don't ask the world around you to change. You go look in the mirror and start to change all that you can. And then when you're done with your list, then you can start working on everybody else. I Mm -hmm. have typically when I since I've embraced that philosophy, I'm finding less and less to find in anybody because I have plenty to work on for me. And um, focusing on using my strengths to help interact better with others makes the most sense. Um, The other reaction I had to seeing my strengths for the first time was just that sense that it explained so many things to me about things I'd done in the past, uh, especially, uh, I guess the best examples I could give was when I was in high school, uh, two things that just, in a lot of ways, just didn't make any sense that I did these things. One was, uh, I was dating a guy who was on the swim team at my high school. And the reality was, he didn't actually like me very much, but I kind of kept, you know, <laughs> trying to win him over. And so, oh, no. you know, well, the weight of the man's heart is through his stomach. Well, what if I, what if I take that to a new level? And I actually don't go through only his stomach, but the stomachs of the entire swim team. So oh, every no. time, they had a swim meet I baked brownies and so they were so excited they'd see me it's like oh yes she baked brownies again and I'd give them to him to give to the swim team and um, they were all really bummed when he broke up because I actually think I might have still kept baking the brownies because I felt bad for him and then um, I was I worked for a job where I was the, the high school reporter of the Rochester Post Bulletin in Rochester Minnesota and I just got in the habit of like once or once a week not more than that but I, I'd bake for the new newsroom people and I love to bake and so I've always used my baking as a way to to you know bless people and then I realized it's like what are you doing you're wooing you you know you don't just use your communication you a woo will use a lot of tools to win others over mm-hmm. and and uh, you know you kind of go oh she's just sucking up or you know people can <laughs> see it as insincere but the reality is that's that's my hardwiring is like if I can make you happy and give you joy it's not like you know oh I hope they like me Mm-hmm. It's really, I just have fun having people go, this is really yummy, you know, kind of stuff. So, And your food is amazing, by the way. <laughs> For anyone in the Minnesota region, 
go knock on Nancy's door. Yeah. No, that's great. I like, I never thought about that. I never put uh, woo in other than your communication or, oh, you know, I it's never way thought more than, hey, how are you? I'm Nancy. I can, you know, introduce myself just fine. Yeah. We do a lot of things to win others over because that's how we're wired. Yeah, true. makes sense. I do that in uh, educational settings. I'm a huge nerd mm. and I have an election as my number 10, but oh my gosh, I got input and other learning strengths and I use woo to get to the teacher so that I understand what's beyond just the classroom and people have called me a sucker but whatever I don't even care because I want to learn the information so much yeah that it doesn't make it doesn't matter to me if people think that that's a way to get a, an a I like that see Grace and I were always learning from our guests I think that's yeah. a, that's a great part about podcasting is you bring these people on and they always have a different perspective maybe than you have or they see things in a different way and they feel free to share and it's always a learning experience for us every single time we always ask this question because sometimes there is some resistance to the word assessment alone I know I had felt it for many years have you in the past ever approached somebody and told them about strengths finder and said you know you really should take this assessment I feel like it would be something good for you and if you ever get any kind of resistance people like you said I'm not gonna be pigeonholed I'm not gonna be placed in a silo if so how specifically for strengths finder you kind of get around that uh, first answer is yes absolutely I've met many people workplace personal my own home who just they don't they don't want to do it or they don't see the value at, or they don't see the value at the time you know that they're asked to take it um, and I guess in terms of getting around it I mean unless I'm in a position that I'm in authority over them and they have to take this I I typically let it go I think I tend to operate from the side of passion and I just try to advocate from what it's done for me and I think you can inspire people with your own story more than trying to tell them how it will help them you know Absolutely. they will either choose to be attracted to what they perceive it's done for you or or they won't or it's just not the right time uh, I had um, because the university that I work at is so into you know supports this they have students take it and I'm not sure where they're at right now but I know for a time they were having their freshmen incoming freshmen take the uh, student equivalent strengths quest or something my own children took it and they're like oh, I don't care I don't know what it is and I would try it. what are your strengths and like I, did you can you find that sheet I just love to know I don't know you know I wanted to know so badly and he just threw it in the drawer like Andy did and he, he was telling me a little of his story and uh, to this day I don't I think he finally did tell me and then silly me I forget and so now, now I'm really inspired to like get back I'm gonna know all my family strengths and then I, I still have some resistors so I write I write it on a little piece of paper in my planner and I keep it with me all the time just in case I have to reference it yeah Smart. My mom was my mom was really resistant for a while because I think she didn't want me to psychoanalyze her, <laughs> which is with with good reason. We've had differences of opinions over the years, but once I finally saw those five strengths, it was after about a year of telling her how much I would learn from her because I would finally have a way to to understand the way that she thinks better. So instead of coming at it from I want to know more about you, it was more help me to understand you. I want to I want to get to know you better. I have written all of my family members' strengths down and I review them, um, especially before I have phone calls with them because we live so far away. But it helps me to um, ask questions that are more specific to how they would want to be approached. It just helps so much. I'm way overanalyze everything, as you know, Nancy. <laughs> I'm very strategic. And I don't mean to say this because, you know, I don't care about people as, as relationship, you know, building strengths, although I have very few of those. But it's more because that helps me to um, relate much better to people. So it's almost like a dictionary for me. It helps define somebody. 
um, where I'm sure a lot of people feel uncomfortable being defined, but for those of us who are strategic thinkers, it just helps a lot. Mm. I bet. Nancy, your, your response to that last question, I think, was spot on, and I, and I mm-hmm. believe you, you revealed the key factor, the secret sauce, is just tell your story. Do tell. I win a prize? Yeah. You win, <laughs> you win an episode of Thematics, episode 31, featuring you yourself. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but I think you're right. Just share your story because time and time again, I know when I first became a certified coach and people would ask me, what is Strengths Finder? And I had my elevator pitch. I had my spiel. I thought, okay, when they ask me, I'm going to say this. And then I started saying, you know what? I'm just going to tell them, like, listen, this is what happened to me. I got out of the military after 11 years and I lost sense of who I was as an individual. This acted as a compass, kind of a guiding light and helped me kind of go forth and take on a path of least resistance and allowed me to move forward in my business development as well as my personal life. And it could do the same for you if you're interested. Um, that was very, that was much more effective than a 30 second pitch I whipped up in a Word document and put to memorize, you know, memorized it. It was just so much easier just to share from the heart and it's been more effective. And actually, I've since that t- day, I've started writing more and more like that, just very open and very conversational. And it's more effective for sure. So Nancy, we always ask this question towards the end of the interview. What is your favorite theme in your top five and why? I love them all. Um, <laughs> That's a good answer too. We'll take that. It's like you're picking a child, right? Which is your mm, favorite? Yeah. Oh, that's a great, a great example. Oh, but is there one that really you, you couldn't live without? Like you wake up and you're just so happy that you can have that strength? So for example, like some of the other strengths networks and things that are out there, I've heard the term core strength or core talent used. It's that one talent that seems to just drive the rest of yours. And mine is communication. Mm. I depend on my communication talent for to fill in my strategic futuristic because without my communication, my strategic and my futuristic really have nowhere to go. That communication breaks through any kind of wall of resistance and allows me to bring all the other four with me. Great example. And just uh, in case anybody thinks that I'm copying you, I literally, right (laughs) as you started to say that, decided communication. Um, I think communication, I agree with you. It's it's foundational to everything I do. And as I look at my life, you know, you see um, in my about section of my blog, my parents tell the story that I was a late talker, but once I started, I never stopped. And uh, then I learned to write and I found out, oh, I can write and I can communicate. And for whatever reason, I have been given the gift that I can articulate something for the first time that I've ever thought it in my life and make it sound like it must be a, a lifelong philosophy developed over, you know, years of thought. And uh, the bad thing is I actually don't remember then what it, you know, people say, oh, what was that thing you said? It was so good. It's like, I don't know. I really don't. If it doesn't get captured, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in writing or idea, it's just like there's too many. And that's the idea, ideation. I think that my ideation stream pushes things out of my brain. That's my excuse for why I forget things. Yeah. Um, but the communication is the foundation. And honestly, of the list, it's the one that probably helps me make a living too. So that's a good thing. Yeah, that's absolutely. And and I'm very similar to you. I cannot remember anything that I say. I, people do the same thing to me. <laughs> that's why we do a podcast, Andy. So I know. I, can I have to, work, I have to record that captured. stuff. Yay. <laughs> yeah, but I don't. I mean, I can never remember things that come out of my mouth. And I think it's like Nancy alluded to. It's because as soon as it pops in your head, you're able to communicate it. And there's not a lot of time for it to sit and stick. And Grace and I have spoke on this several times where I said the entire five days of the training that I went through at Gallup, I didn't take a single note. And I said, I just don't 
take notes because just like I do not remember my own thoughts and things that I said yesterday, I will never go back and reread those notes that I took. I just know I won't. Oh. Um, so See, I'm, it's, I'm different from you there. I've got, I got an iPad a couple of years ago. I uh, take Evernote notes for everything and really? it kind of keeps me uh, sane and remembering the details. But you know what? It's one of the things that you said just triggered an idea and that is um, that sense, uh, and I'm not, now I'm losing the trigger, but the, the phrase that's going through my mind is that any strength, if overextended, can become a weakness. Mm -hmm. And I definitely find that, you know, I'm a communicator. I, can I over communicate? Absolutely. You see that glazed look on people's face and you're like, mm, I've <laughs> given them just way too much context here or just too many words. Uh, I can over ideate in meetings. I can, I can be over positive. Mm -hmm. I've, I've actually found uh, that I've noticed a sense. I accuse my kids of being argumentative when I realized that what actually the trigger was, was me starting the argument. Cause if they say something, negative. My positivity is so strong that I feel it's my beholden duty to help them see it more positively. Mm. But it comes mm -hmm. out in the form of an argument because they just want to defend their right to think what they thought about that. And mm. um, so I think that's the really careful thing that you have to do with strengths as well is, is to not just say, yeah, it's my strength, but it can also be my greatest weakness if I'm not self-aware and if I don't manage it well. I'm sure your, your sons are like, what in the world is she sharing that for? But <laughs> oh, we appreciate it. All of the sons of the Zugswert family. <laughs> I kind of had to get blanket permission before I started the blog. I said, you know, I'm going to try not to use names and all of that. But I have a feeling there may be mentions occasionally. Are you okay with that? And it's one of the reasons I actually waited till my kids were older. Because I didn't want to, you know, spill the beans about every private moment of their childhood. Oh, my gosh, he was potty training and he did this. And now it's, you know, captured for the whole world to see. So You'll just have to call him like, you'll have to say two of four, three of four did this, four of four did I actually that. was thinking about uno de those three and quattro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But then that we would still know who it is. Though. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah, but we wouldn't know the names. But all right. Well, we're approaching our, our uh, we're going to turn into a pumpkin here in about three minutes. So we're approaching our time limit. So Nancy, I want to thank you so much for being on this show. You really taught us a tremendous amount in a short amount of time. So I really do appreciate it. It was absolutely my pleasure. It was really fun to think about it. If you guys want to follow Nancy, it's theupside.com, theupside, U-P-S-I-D-E.com. She's going to be blogging more often. Do you have like a blogging schedule you're going to do weekly, bi-weekly? What's your plan? Uh, thanks for asking. I am going to be doing twice a week. Right now, nice. my target is to have a new post on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And if you sign up for my uh, newsletter, I send out a kind of a recap on Fridays that will have some content occasionally that's not on the blog. All right. Sounds uh -huh. good. I look forward to checking it out. All right, everybody. This is Andy Sokolich from UnleashStrengths.com. As always, hit us up on social media. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're doing all that great stuff. Again, this is Andy Sokolich from UnleashStrengths.com. We'll talk to you guys soon. See ya. Thank you for listening to another episode of Thematics presented by UnleashStrengths.com. Remember to embrace your strengths and always stay addicted.